This is the On To Something Podcast. Thanks for letting me be in your headphones for the next couple minutes. My name is Zane Witcher. I wanted to say for a quick second, thank you so much to those who listened last week and also followed. Feedback was extremely helpful. Some of that I've integrated this week. I also hear you very loud and clear. No more restroom jokes, at least for this season on the podcast. That's all I can guarantee. If you want to keep up with this podcast, you can follow on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Onto Something Pod, Onto Something Pod, or you can look us up on Spotify or iTunes. Apple just approved us this week, so I guess Apple approves this message. But you can look for it searching my name, or you can search Onto Something Pod, and that's all one word. So without further ado, here is podcast number two. Dreams. Let's rip one out of Mindy Kaling's playbook, shall we? Most of us have encountered Mindy Kaling, even if we don't recognize her name right off the bat. Her name most often is associated with movies like A Wrinkle in Time or the hit TV show The Office. But not many people are familiar, though, with her latest film, Late Night. In this movie, you won't find her in a role like Kelly from The Office, but instead playing the role of Molly, a young factory worker with a craving to make it in the big times in the TV network industry. Even though she has zero qualifications, which honestly we could all relate to, she accidentally gets hired to be a writer for an outdated, snooty, and narrow-minded talk show host who's currently tanking in her ratings and her personal life. The film is clever, it's lighthearted, and it captures what most people feel when they're entering into their first big-time job, And it also reveals some of the challenges of being a minority and a female in a male-dominated workplace. But this podcast is not about movies, though. So why do I bring up Mindy's latest film? Because tucked away in this small story is this small image that is too real for all of us. Mindy creates an experience that most of us have faced at one point or another or will. She reveals the reality of what it's like to come across what I call a wall in life. Now, if I use the term wall and you don't know what I'm talking about, then you need to stop, go back to podcast number one, listen to that one, do not pass go, and definitely don't collect $200 because I don't know where you would find it. The scene kind of goes like this, though. Right before Molly begins her first day of work in the Big Apple, she stands in front of the door of a towering skyscraper in which she's about to work in. She closes her eyes and she softly and hopefully repeats this sweet poem. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Please tread softly because you tread on my dreams. And then it happens. Immediately right after she recites this memorized poem, she gets smacked in the face with a massive garbage bag right in the face. What becomes tender is now humiliating in one moment to the next. It's disruptive. It's humorous. It's real. And to put it simply, there's no better image of what a wall in life looks like than this. Now, let's talk about this wall for a minute, shall we? Mindy Kaling's writing is onto something in this scene, and here's why. One of the things I do is I sit in front and beside people in the best of times and in the worst of times. And if you start poking around in people's best and worst moments, sooner or later, you will run into their dreams. 
either spoken or unspoken. Every good story seems to start with some form of a dream, and a lot happens in the middle, but too many times and too many stories end with facing walls that block us from our dreams. This is the rite of passage through the first and second third of life. One of the ways these stories start is by us vocalizing our dreams out in this big, open, and mysterious world. Let a dream out and you can expect the trash to also come out. Obstacles, limitations, haters, lack of funds, lack of capabilities, injustices, skepticism, lack of interest, just to name a few. And word to the wise, the longer the trash sits, the sooner you can expect it to stack up and become a wall when it comes to reaching your dream. Now, to be fair, it's hard to anticipate what exactly you will hit in the face when you stand out in the world and actually vocalize your dream. So here's just a couple ways that I see people get smacked in the face regularly, uh, metaphorically, of course. One is like clockwork. At this point, I should just start blocking it off in my Google Calendar. It always happens in the month of November and the month of May. I'll start sitting across from young adults who have put a ton of money and a ton of work into a nearly finished degree, and they've reached the point where they no longer have an interest in pursuing the thing in which they started. That's one way that people get slapped in the face. Another is sitting across from those who four years into their career that they've been anticipating this whole time, wake up one day and find themselves saying, what the heck am I doing here? Saying things like follow the path or just sacrifice the time or keep your head down and you'll come out fine on the other side no longer works for them. Something's hit them. And here's another one, and this one may be the hardest one that some of us relate to. It's those long coffee sessions where someone is slapped in the face with the reality that what they thought was their dream was really someone else's dream. Which side note, it's probably good for us to all realize that our dreams are not just a product of ourselves, but they're influenced by our families, our stories, the content we feed ourselves, and our view of the world. Here's the panic button we want to avoid reaching for when all of this happens. It's the moment where we want to say to ourselves, I don't know who I am anymore. And I'm here to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's put the big red panic button down. Why? Because of this simple truth. With maturity, we all learn that our dreams change as we change. And our dreams change as the world also changes. Every day, dreams shift, change, pass, resurrect, and transform. Now, I have a serious question for you, you who's listening to me right now. Where are we right now? I ask because I always am wondering, where are we having these discussions? Where are you playing this podcast right now? Are we in your living room? Are we in your bedroom, in your car? Am I on the way to work with you right now? Are we working out? If we are working out, let me just add, you need to add a couple more weights to that because I feel like I'm doing all the work here. Okay, no matter where you are, I ask because you need to know that at this point, with those who are listening beside you that are in the room, there's different groups of us. Go ahead and look to the left or look to the right of you and give that person a wave. Say hello. It's fine. Even if you're in public, still wave. Here's the truth. People already think you're strange. You might as well embrace that. But here's what we have in common as we all sit here and listen to this. We're all working with some type of dream. But here's the difference, though. Some of us are working on it and others of us are working through it. 
if you're working through it in this camper category, I'm assuming you're trying to make sense of the wall that you've just hit, the wall, the shift, the garbage, and what you do now as you sit in the aftermath or this stalling feeling of asking, where do I go next? And if you're in the working on it camp, I visualize that you're the type of person that right now you've got your whole day planned out, let alone your whole life. And the only thing that you're weighing on is for your Keurig to finish before you tackle the world. For each of you, I have some words for you to put in your back pocket. Well, unless you're wearing women's jeans, uh, because as someone who is married to someone who wears women's jeans, I must confess, you can put nothing in those pockets. So just go ahead and try and put this somewhere where you won't lose it. Let's start with the go-getters, those of you who are working on a dream. The words of Liz Bohannon may be the best thing for you right now as you continue to work on this dream. If you haven't heard of her, that's okay. Let me try and sum up Liz for you. Every time Liz speaks, just imagine the hand clap emoji in the persona of a single person, okay? She just recently entered into a major dream phase of her life, and now, standing in it, she says something about it that I think all of us should be prepared for when chasing a dream. It goes something like this. If you're craving deep satisfaction for a dream that will change the world, you must be ready to open yourself up to deep pain and humiliation and embarrassment. Yes, you want this dream right now because you think it will fulfill you, but the things that honestly will fulfill you, you will experience deep grief in and on the other side of the process of reaching them. She's basically meaning this. You cannot truly embrace life without holding deep sadness and deep joy at the same time. If you're running, if you're going towards a dream, if you get winded or things don't look as fun as they seemed when you started, all that means is that you're in it and there is a hill to keep climbing. It's not time to back out. It's time to accept what we've owned up to because anything that's worth doing will involve great joy and also great grief at the same time. Now, what about those of us who are working through our dreams? Well, you need to hear from my friend who is a rabbi. I think his word is the best words when trying to describe those who are working through the dream. Now, uh, by the way, if you think that when I say rabbi, I'm talking about Jesus, congratulations. You are one of those cheesy Christians who's always waiting for what I call in my line of work, the Jesus juke. Okay, this one's not Jesus, but... He comes up with a really good way of talking about dreams. Now, I have a complicated friendship with this rabbi who's named David Wolp, uh, mostly because he doesn't know that we're friends. I know, I'm working on it. But one of the reasons I'm a huge fan is because of the analogy he uses when talking about dreams that I think is very helpful for you and I. So bring it back in. Listen to this. When it comes to dreaming in our lives, we need to think about them as pencil sketches. And here's the exact words, because I'm not going to do it justice. Wolf says it like this, Dreams can and will transform. Like a sketch taking shape under an artist's hand, which is different from that one which we envisioned when we first saw the strokes, and yet so right when we finally presented itself, dreams can take shapes we could not have anticipated. Let me use some Zane language to, to bring this out. Stop treating life like a blank, imperfect canvas. At the start of our dream, or after the failure of one dream, we tend to treat life like a clean canvas where you need to have everything measured, mapped, perfectly plotted, and ready before you start drawing. 
Another way to put it is we must realize that dreams are sketchy. It's not about drawing the perfect line from point A to point B with strong and confident strokes, never guessing as we move the different lines in our lives. We start engaging dreams by starting, simply starting. We give them daily attention. We sketch for a little bit, we step back. We continue, we erase. We go different directions, and our lives and dreams begin to form right in front of our very own eyes. So here's some homework for those who are wanting to think about their dreams. Sketching involves questions like this. What attracted me to this dream in the first place? What am I currently doing in this world that just seems right? What's becoming more natural to me? What's changed about me that I should also recognize is changing my dreams? All these questions are helpful questions to navigate, but the deeper you get into them, the more that you'll see that you'll need a bigger artist than just yourself to get involved with that. But that's going to be another podcast for another time. The bottom line as we finish is this, friends. Don't be perfect with dreams. Don't be disappointed because a dream didn't go as you perfectly planned. Get started by sketching your life. Move towards something. Why? Because the sooner you start, the sooner you will discover what I've been saying all along. And that is that you and I are on to something. Friends, this has been podcast number two. Like I've said, feedback is very helpful. If there's someone who is in the first third of life that you think this would be really great for them, if you wouldn't mind introducing us and sharing us uh, on Instagram, I would love to meet people. Uh, I got to meet some people just basically off of last week. There are some bigger dreams to come with this project uh, to expand it. But in order to expand it, I need to know that there is feedback and people who are also looking for it to expand. So I look forward to next week in which we start podcast number three. But until then, friends, may you remember that you are onto something.